Hey rivers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for this podcast. The more you know, the less you'll kook it. So grab your life vest and get ready to learn. The Coopcast is here to lead you on your journey out of Kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev. And we started the surf coaching and education resource, the Surf Continuum. And today, we are going to be talking about stand-up paddleboarders. Talk about an easy way to spot a kook from a far ways away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, hopefully we don't make any enemies with this episode, but we're going to tell it straight. Yeah, I mean, we, we try to be, you know, open-minded. We're, we're all about, like, different, you know, different methods and different vehicles. No matter, no matter how you do it, getting out in the ocean is a good thing for us humans and disconnecting um, but it just seems like we have we have stories and issues with stand-up paddleboarders more and more as it becomes more and more popular so let's get into it yeah right on um, that was a good way to like say it you know like we are all about like getting out in the water one way or the other but no matter how you go out in the water even if it's on a surfboard that we like and approve um, you got to know what you're doing. You got to learn the, the basics, the things that are going to allow you to go out there um, safely and competently. So basically, you know, why is stand-up paddleboards a problem? Why is it an issue? Is really like the first order of business here, I think. And uh, my theory, you know, after seeing them like rise and, and kind of hit their, their stride in the last couple years, um, is just that it allows people who don't really have the skills to be surfers in certain conditions, it, it allows them to get out there in those conditions they shouldn't be in, in crowds they shouldn't be in. Uh, and that's just right. because they float so well and they're so stable and so balanced that, you know, somebody who's never set foot on a board in their life or has any sense of balance can pretty much stand on one and paddle the thing out there. Um, so, so, so that's the problem I see with it is that it's, it's like kind of cutting out the learning process for people. Um, but it's not cutting out the safety aspect. It's not, it's not safer. It's not better. In fact, you know, I'd argue it's, it's less safe just because you got more equipment and more of it, you know, wider, thicker, longer, plus the paddle. And then you put somebody who doesn't know what they're doing on that thing. And geez, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Right, I think that's that's it right there. It's for some reason stand-ups, um, like beginners, people who don't have a lot of ocean experience. You know, they they think that that's their that's the vehicle that they need to be going out and and getting acquainted with Mother Ocean on. And and if you ask us, like, I've I've only gone out on a paddleboard into the ocean like to try to catch a, waves maybe a handful of times and it was really difficult like every mm. single time um so that's not like something i turn to to go out and have an easy go of it you know easy time out there so i think that um that's that's really my disconnect from it why ultra beginners who don't have you know they don't even know how to ride a 
a wave on a boogie board, why are they turning to a 10-foot, you know, 26-inch wide um, stand-up paddleboard? And, and choosing, like, again, I don't know why they're charging out into crowded lineups like San Onofre, you know, Ditch, um, all, you know, Doheny, all these beginner breaks, and then all of a sudden you have beginner paddleboarders sitting with beginner surfers, and it is, it's just a recipe for disaster. And we see it happen all the time where, where you know, they get desperate and, and they, don't even, they don't know how a lineup really works properly, and they're getting mixed up with stand-up surfers. Um, any, of, any of the good stand-up paddleboarders that I've been around, they've been, like, super conservative, ultra-respectful, um, kept their distance at all times and showed that they had control over their equipment, like all at every every point, every right. every situation. Right. Well, and I have a lot of respect for those guys. I mean, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. It's something that I can't you know say that I'm comfortable doing. So I look up, uh, you know, when I see somebody doing it really well, I'm, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and but you said it right there. It's like it's the people who know what they're doing and you know, there's really no problem with it, but it's just got this special characteristic where it's actually hard. People don't realize it's hard just cuz you can stand on it doesn't mean it's easy. Uh, so but it has that special quality that it seems easy because you can stand on it on just flat old water, you know, with hardly even momentum. So right. it it really it, it creates this really um I don't know what's the word like not controversial but like just a contradictory kind of uh like image it's like an illusion yeah, yeah it's an it's... illusion yeah exactly it's an illusion it's it's not easy and and it's more dangerous you know to i mean to do it properly of course it's easy to stand on it but that doesn't mean you're doing it especially if you're paddling out into the lineup where people are but um yeah um... yeah and the those just to speak about the equipment is like those boards are they're like epoxy hollow just you you they're they're bulletproof you know they're not made like your your standard surfboard now they're they're really light so it makes it easy for them to get them down to the beach and everything but <laughs> they're basically indestructible and you could freaking run them over with your car and they'd still be okay you know they're they're pretty wild yeah. And then the the paddle is like a another weapon, you know. They're flinging it all around, left and right, um, trying to keep themselves up on the board. And uh, totally. Yeah, it's, and it's, how about this? You know, and I'm just remembering a session that we had together. Um, so that's one problem with stand up paddle boarders is that people who really don't know what they're doing can use them to get out into the ocean and put themselves in a dangerous situation. But how about people who are more than capable of riding regular equipment, you know, that are looking to get out there and rip, riding stand-up paddleboards? Like, you remember that session we had where the, the Groms, there was like four or five 17, 18-year-old kids just paddling nonstop, back paddling everybody back to the top at a sort of kind of localized break where like you and me were rolling up kind of respectful and staying down the line and like working our way up only if it seemed okay, you know? And then these mm -hmm. four or five guys, do you remember this? Yep. And these four or five guys show up, 17 or 18, sitting at the peak, taking off, being really aggressive, obviously good watermen, obviously good surfers, uh, but it was just confusing to us because it was like, okay, 
if you're trying to rip, why are you riding such a gigantic surfboard? And the only thing it really was letting them do anything better than a regular equipment was paddle around everybody. And I right. was just so shocked that even the locals, the kind of heavy guys who you'd expect to yell at somebody who was doing that, back paddling and all these, these faux pas and surfing, weren't even saying anything about it. And these right. guys were just taking off wave after wave. And it was like, what's going on here? Why are these kids on these boards that are just like, okay, what, now I have to one-up you? I have to put a motor on my board or something? You know, like, how does this work? Basically. Where does it stop? <laughs> I'm going to start sailing yeah, my Hobie Cat through the lineup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the most efficient craft you can find. A uh, 14-foot Hobie Cat. Uh, yeah, that's, that is a tough one, you know? And, that, and that's, that's where you're hoping that locals restore order in the lineup and, and keep it there. But that was, kind of, that was kind of a scary proposition there to see that even the locals just kind of let, let that continue on and and you know just like just those giant boards they don't fit into the wave really well so yeah. like when they're trying to do critical turns and stuff it, it just looked pretty pretty awkward and and strange um yeah and leaning on the paddle you know like throwing the tail at the top the board's all awkward and not fitting in this little three foot wave so they're like laying back onto the paddle yeah, it was clumsy and i mean whatever to each their own but it's just you know some things this is what I wanted to say before actually some things in life aren't supposed to be easy you know like there are things in life that are great and fun and make you feel really proud because of the journey you had to go through to to be able to do it and it's yeah. why everybody in the world can't be a surfer because it's just too hard for everybody to have the patience and go through that beginner's journey so mm -hmm. there is no shortcuts trying to like ride equipment that's going to let you learn faster if you're, you're, there's a sacrifice, there's a compromise there. If you're going to learn faster, then you're going to miss out on something else like safety or board control. Right. So that's why we're always big proponents of riding the smallest board. That's, that's reasonable. We're not saying get out there on a five, eight or something, but you don't need an 11 foot or a 10 foot board. If you're, you know, 150 pounds, 170 pounds, even to learn how to surf, you know, you have to learn how to paddle properly. You have to learn how to balance on your board and learn how to control it. And guess what? It's a lot easier on a smaller board to learn how to control it. And, yeah. then, and then if you really so choose to want to ride a big, long glider or a stand-up paddleboard or something, go, go for it. Go ahead. If you, if you got the, the skill and the control, why not? Um, but that's and the problem. Almost all, yeah, and when you're, learning, when you're learning to ride those giant, that giant equipment, then you almost always do it like as far away from everybody as you possibly can for a couple reasons. One, because you'll be kooking it right off the bat and falling and losing the board and, <laughs> yeah. and all of that. And you, know, and you don't want a bunch of everybody seeing you look like an ultra kook. And then two, you just don't want to run anybody down. You know, right. you don't want to mow anybody down. And I've actually been on that, the receiving end of getting mowed down by a paddleboarder. And it was so, it was just so clear that the reason why he mowed me down was because he had no control over the giant ship that he was piloting. <laughs> you know, like he got into the wave all smooth and I was like off to the shoulder, just kind of like, you know, I was like, damn it, I wanted that wave, but I'm, you know, I'm off on the shoulder and this guy's already in. And he kind of, he got in and right as he went to set his rail, 
the thing just set a rail so much harder than he had anticipated, <laughs> and it just he hooked uh, he hooked his high line like unbelievably high, you know, like basically doing a pull out, and I was on the shoulder, and he pulled out and just smoked me, just ran directly over me. I I spun, like I did a turtle roll and moved my hands up the board onto the nose, and he just dry docked it directly <laughs> over the bottom of my board. He goes flying off, I'm underneath the water. I hear the, his fin go like straight into the side of the rail of my board. Fuck. Uh, I, I, I push the board off me, spin back around, my eyes are this big, I'm so pissed. It's a friend's board, a custom board that I shaped for a friend. I know it's blasted, but we were kind of like in the middle of the set. I just looked at my board. I looked at him. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna roll. You're gonna run me down in cold blood like that? Like, what is going on? You shouldn't be out here if you can't control your board." And he just, his eyes, like he looked like he wanted to cry. He was so scared, and he was so upset that about what just happened and I just I just ended up like we were in the middle of a set I wanted to get away from him as as fast as I could so I turned around and I like I took off on a reform and I just kept my eye on him and I I approached him he seemed like he was like running for the hills he paddled like way out to the outside and then he was like paddling to the west <laughs> and so on on my little fish I just tracked him down <laughs> I just paddled out to him and I'm like he couldn't see me coming I guess he couldn't hear me I stealthily came up on him and I'm like hey and then he looked at me and he like jumped off his board <laughs> And he, and he turned his board and he got his big ass wide paddle board in between him and I because he thought I was going to try to like dunk him under the water or something. <laughs> and I just said, hey, dude, like that was that was really that was really bad. That was really scary. There's etic There's you know, it happens. Sometimes you hit somebody in the lineup, but you hang out and you make sure they're OK. And if you damage their board, then you offer to fix it. Right. You know, and he was just like, he was just like, OK, OK. Um, and I didn't have like a card on me in the water or anything like that. I told him what rig was mine in the parking lot and that he could leave me my number. And I'd, you know, I'd get in touch with him, tell him how to get me some cash. And he actually did. But it was it was pretty scary. Like if that skag had hit me anywhere, it would have been over. That would have been my my arm that had a four inch gash in it you wow. know like the yeah. fin went four inches through the rail wow you know it was like the gnarliest thing i've i've ever sustained so i mean that was just that was just one of those times where i'll never forget it and now when i'm in the water with paddleboarders i just move and shake in every way possible to make sure i'm put i'm far enough out of the way out of the direct kill zone. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point you bring up too with that story is like when you see stand-up paddleboarders in the lineup, because it's inevitable, it's going to happen it, forevermore, there's going to be a beginner on the paddleboard in your life multiple times. Um, stay clear, you know, like no assumptions, just stay far away. As soon as you see them taking off on a wave, don't sit around and wait. I mean, this goes for any really situation, but especially paddleboarders. Because there's a whole lot of momentum going on with 
that big old board and and the speed that they can get on a wave geez you know just keep your distance and you know and, yeah. and if and if and if not saying something politely like you know okay can you move over there's like 20 surfers right here and you don't know what you're doing clearly right they're on the out they're on the outside and they're having a hard time just staying on the board you know they go over a little swell and then boom they're off the board again <laughs> those are tall tale signs that people don't know what they're doing and and uh, you should stay super far away from them. Yep. So, uh, yeah, basically, um, if you're going to, you know, just to wrap this thing up, I think we really hit all our bases. Oh, wait a minute. There's one thing we didn't talk about and where this whole thing's evolving into, the foilers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Talk about danger. It's almost like it's it, – I think I said this to somebody in a podcast like a while back, but like – it's almost like we don't even care about the stand-up paddleboarders anymore because now they're attaching foils to their board. <laughs> right, and going that much faster, and, you know, they're, they're just that much more, like, unsure of, like, what the thing's going to do. Yes. You know, they get Have it they seen get those it things go out of control? Flying. Yeah. Oh, my God. They, they spit people off in the, in the craziest manner, and you, you can jack yourself up riding one so you can only imagine if you got ran over by one what what would you know what your injuries would would be um but yeah they're they're pretty scary it seems like oh this is this is something that i was talking about like maybe i don't know how how we implement this but like in california in the summers when it gets really busy they have like black ball conditions where they you know in between um, lifeguard stands, they'll have like a section where hardboards aren't allowed and they'll have this flag up, it's yellow with a big black dot and they'll put it up in the section of the beach so that swimmers can enjoy and body surfers and boogie boarders can enjoy the surf without having to worry about hardboarders uh, flying onto the inside and kicking their board out and, and getting in the mix. So I think just like um, allocating different parts of the break for different activities you know whether it be foiling or stand-ups they can they can have the slow rolly waves over to the south and you know the best the best place to stand up surf they get that and then the little inside where there's some fun little shore pound uh keep everybody out of there for the swimmers i think that could be a way to to deal with this this new you know craze of foiling and stand-ups um in the lineup craze is the word <laughs> yeah it's crazy um but yeah those those things that's that's not a bad idea i wonder how we do that but like i mean i guess it starts with just like local regulation you know like people got to right. speak up you know and, and there's got to be and it doesn't have to be a fight or anything aggro or or hostile but you know some things are just clearly misunderstood by people and sometimes the only way to get the point across is to to be a little louder about it or something i don't know but yeah i mean that's that's kind of the issue with and going just going back to the the good you know the really proficient paddleboarders that we've been out in the lineup with before they have a distinct advantage over prone surfers you know they're just their their vantage point you know they're stand they're six feet taller than right. we are so that you could just see the sets coming in and all that it's easier to position yourself um so like and then their their paddling power so like if i've been out with somebody who's who's really proficient if we're 
anywhere in the same boat going for a wave, they almost always yield because they have the ability to see and catch waves easier, um, easier than prone surfers. So it's that's that I think that's where a lot of the angst comes from as well from prone surfers to stand up paddlers is a lot of say intermediate paddleboarders just go out there they they're all fired up they can catch a ton of waves and they do mm -hmm. you know and and so that's what's created this angst between us is you're either a full-on kook who's fallen off the board and spitting the board out into into people who are trying to learn how to surf or you're an intermediate who's out there just like catching all the waves and and flying all around people and maybe still you don't you know you don't have full control of your board it's like it's it's kind of an issue yeah definitely. um it's pretty it's so rare that somebody's like just really proficient out there on a paddleboard yeah yeah it really is i mean i think i know one or two <laughs> Right. You know, it's it's more often it's more often the vehicle of the beginner who thinks that that's the best way to to get out there and ride some waves on their first day. You know, and yep. uh, yeah, that that is the issue for sure. Um, well, yeah. So wrapping up, I mean, that there you have it, peeps. We we're not into it <laughs> because for the <laughs> for the most part, it's not being done well. And uh, just so I guess the conclusion here is, uh, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it and if you are going to do it just just like you would you know trying to learn how to prone surf or stand up surf um little by little far away from people yep that's 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 the that's the the real answer right there that's the real conclusion because you can ride whatever you want in the ocean ride a sailboat but just do it away from the people you know just have some common sense this is not even like surf knowledge this is just common sense when you're a beginner at something you don't start swinging it around near people you know i mean right. come on how I, I feel like that should be so obvious it really should be all right guys so uh if you're not following the kook cast or you're a stand-up paddleboarder you're kooking it <laughs> rate review subscribe all that good stuff helps us keep the show moving on and, and helping other people find the show um, you know, we're, we got our website coming up soon. We're super excited about that. So we'll, uh, we'll let you know when it's out officially, but just kind of like prime in the pump here, the surfcontinuum.com. And that's also where you can reach us for emails and questions and, uh, suggested topics. We love getting those. That's great. So we don't have to sit around and think about what we want to talk about. We just consult your emails and, uh, we'll talk to you straight about what you, uh, what you'd like to hear. That's about it for my end. All good over here. Catch you next week. All right.